Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. On this episode, we recap Michigan's dominant win over Hawaii under the lights at Michigan Stadium, which of course includes a thorough discussion of Michigan's new starting quarterback. But there were other things that happened in this game too, and we cover it all coming up on Wolverine Confidential. Okay, guys, talking with you here on Sunday night, September 11th. Uh, folks will listen to this on Monday, hopefully, recapping Michigan's second game of the season. Uh, it was another blowout, as expected, maybe not quite as big uh, score-wise, but I don't I don't know. Like <laughs> I almost feel like despite it being 56 to 10 and that being a huge margin, like it was even more than that in a way. It was like it wasn't as it was even more of a blowout than the score made it seem. And the score made it seem like it was a, a legitimate victory. So uh but Tough yeah. break for Michigan betters, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't a bad beat by any means, no. but you know, when it's 42 nothing at half, you kind of you kind of think maybe you're in good shape. But uh so be it. Uh Hawaii actually wins the third quarter, three nothing. Um, and then a touchdown late kind of kind of seals, uh, you know, the the cover of the 50 plus point spread. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about, uh, you know, things that actually matter. Uh, and we're going to talk about the quarterbacks. Absolutely. But let's start with something else. And we'll start with Ryan for a change. We always give Aaron the first crack. Ryan, tell me something from this game that was interesting, noteworthy, uh, really anything that caught your eye outside of the quarterbacks. Well, obviously getting to hang out with you you guys for an extra hour in the press box before <laughs> kickoff. No, I, I think to me what was interesting was what, what happened before the game as far as uh, recruiting and the five-star quarterback target, Jaden Davis, made another trip to Ann Arbor. I think it's his third in the last few months, and he got to see uh, – I mean, we'll talk about it Yeah, but J.J. McCarthy put on a show – so Michigan rolled out the red carpet for him. I mean, we saw when Michigan was warming up, he was at at, at midfield um, talking with Harbaugh. J.J. Uh, McCarthy came over, said what up to him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's the, Michigan's putting all their eggs in, in that basket right now. Um, and uh, he he's he's the real deal, a, a five-star guy, just like J.J. McCarthy was. So, uh, I mean, the game wasn't very exciting, but to me that, that part was pretty important because uh, Michigan, at least offensively, and JJ with what JJ did um, impressed, I think. They didn't expect that, but I like it. I like where your mind's at. And I think there's something too in playing at night. Uh, just the night atmosphere in the big house. It was pretty much a sellout, another hundred thousand plus crowd. Um, you know, I, I don't think a lot of um, you know high profile recruits get to experience some of that everywhere they go. And doing it, you know, inside Michigan State is I think a, a different beast in them itself. So I'm sure he got got his uh, his money's worth, so to speak. <laughs> Uh, all right, Aaron, you're giving me something. Give me something. I don't know. Any, anything that, that kind of caught your eye or that could be important for this team going forward because it's all about what can you take from a game against an opponent like this, but what did you take from it? Yeah, that's the question, right? Non-quarterback related, I don't know if you can take much of anything. I mean, Michigan <laughs> played damn near like 90-plus guys this week. Um, you know, they threw in a ton of the running backs. Uh, you know, like 10 different guys caught a ball. Um, I don't know how much you can take. I mean, the, the defense looked fine, but they only had one sack. Hawaii was trying to get the ball out a lot. Um, so I don't think you can t- glean a ton from these games. I mean, the quarterback situation was obviously played out, and they figured it out but, but by these two games. But I think you could have put any two opponents up, and, it, and I don't think the results necessarily would have changed a ton. So that that's the question. Can Michigan learn or gain or get better from these, these weak non-conference opponents? And the question is kind of, 
unanswered. I think we're not going to, we're not going to know. I don't know if you're going to know. Um, and the question is, you know, does this prepare them for what's to come with the big 10 schedule and the Maryland's and Iowa's ahead? Uh, you know, we, that's a, a question to be figured out here in the next, next couple of weeks. Since Andrew brought it up and asked the question, I'm sure he has something in mind that he was thinking about when he asked the question. What stood out to Andrew? I mean, not really. (laughs) I mean, what Aaron just said about the guys. I mean, it's like, I think eight guys, you know, eight running backs carried the ball. uh, Eleven guys caught a pass. I mean, it's just just wild to look at the box score and you see, you know, Ronnie Bell, six catches for 74 yards. Cornelius Johnson, two catches for 71 yards. And then nine other guys with one catch, you know, each. Uh, And it it just seemed like, Everything was so easy. Like they could have run a basic running play almost every time and probably picked up huge yards. I mean, there were times where just the hole was so big, and that we really could have picked happen. up a first down on a couple on a couple uh, holes. Yeah, I mean, they shouldn't they they shouldn't have. Um, that shouldn't be that way against Hawaii. Like something's the Hawaii program is is in shambles right now for sure because I mean that looked like games I'd seen from Michigan in the past against like UMass when they were still FCS or or Delaware State. There was a game like that I think in the Rich Rod years that it just it just seemed like every position was was overmatched. Uh, so yeah, I, I I don't know. There wasn't really anything um, in particular that that honestly uh, caught my eye in this one. I mean, we had the rainbow before kickoff that we thought you know could be a nice omen for for the Rainbow Warriors. Uh, that but. No, no, nothing in particular. It was an exhibition game, essentially. I mean, Michigan had 400 yeah. yards of total offense in the first half. They did what they wanted to do, and they and they did it with whoever they wanted to throw in the game. Yep. Uh, and that was, you know, illustrating the box score. So it was. It reminded me kind of a spring. It was like a spring game where like they're not taking things too seriously, um, you know, and they're trying to like work on stuff and, and everything else. But I mean, Hawaii was. They were essentially like you know, live practice dummies. Like, like you said, Michigan was picking up yards on every carry. They were doing what they wanted in the passing game. It was, yeah, it was, it, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where like, it looks nice because Michigan gets the win and they can, you know, beef up the stats and get all these guys in the game. But does it really make them any better? I, I, I don't know. We tried to warn fans for this, uh, prepare them. Cause guess what? Something similar is probably going to happen this next Saturday. And next year, too, because the three non-conference games next year aren't any better. Uh, but the Big Ten uh, slate will be here before we know it, which <laughs> might not be as challenging as you thought either, given some of the results we've been seeing. But we'll we'll push that for a few weeks. All right, let's get to the quarterbacks. We buried, we buried the lead for long enough here. We did a roundtable chat uh, Friday morning. And the last question was, do you think uh, a Monday afternoon, Jim Harbaugh, noon, Jim Beckler Hall, announces who his starting quarterback is going forward and uh i think we and who would that be I, the question was phrased improperly <laughs> by our moderator uh our mysterious moderator because it should have been would he do it saturday because he did he did he came out asked about jj's performance and point blank said yep he has won the job he is our starter going forward I guess why my take, why not? If you know that's it, it's just interesting because how many times do we hear coaches say they need to review the tape? You know, I, I need to see that on tape and see what, you know, without answering your question. Well, they didn't have a chance to do that. Or gosh, did he even check the box score before uh, coming in there? It was, it was, it was interesting. I thought. Very. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he'd wait until at least Monday afternoon during his regularly scheduled news conference mm-hmm. to do it. 
Um, but yeah, he came out Saturday, oh shoot, Sunday morning by the time the game was over. Right. But he, yeah, he told us flat out, it's JJ will be the guy who'll get to start week three. And it doesn't sound like the uh, the alternating thing is going to continue. It's going to be JJ for the, for the permanent time here. Um, and, and rightfully so, he earned it. You know, he looked good. He looked like the better quarterback in both games. He lit up the, the Hawaii defense on, on Saturday, 11-12, 229, three touchdowns. Darn near flawless outing, as Jim Harbaugh said. Uh, he really couldn't do anything wrong. And I, I think the more, you know, the bigger thing here is they just, with J.J. in the game, they just seem to stretch the field. Uh, he brings an element of, to the Michigan line. This isn't a surprise to anyone who's really been watching, but he just, he does things differently. He, he Things get open. He's able to deliver the the deep ball. And it's something you just, you just haven't seen from Katie Mack on a consistent basis. And he saw it Saturday where he, he was still checking down and going horizontally as opposed to vertically throwing the ball. And the one time he did throw deep, he got picked off. So it, it was it made sense. Um, I thought he'd wait a few days. Um, even going into the game center, I thought maybe he'd let this play out another week or two to give Cade maybe another opportunity. Uh, but nope, sure enough, he uh, he came out right away and said it's, uh, it's JJ's job. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I'm surprised that you guys are surprised that he <laughs> named. I mean, yeah. JJ lit the stadium on fire. There was literally smoke <laughs> coming into the <laughs> stadium during the game for who knows what from. But yeah, I mean, he was just incredible. You could see what this offense is with him behind center. Um, it, it's just it's so explosive. And then if if Cade showed, yeah, maybe if Cade showed any sort of positive play out there, then maybe it would get, get interesting heading into week three. But I mean, he he threw an interception. He was sacked twice, only threw for 26 yards on six attempts. Uh, his body language wasn't great. I mean, it, and they didn't store on any of his four possessions. So uh, I, I, judging on just what happened there, I, there's no way you can't name J.J. McCarthy the starter. Might as well do it now, get it out of the way while everyone's talking about it and while everyone's buzzing and go into next week and not have to answer that question and think about it heading into Monday. I mean, some of McCarthy's throws, I mean, right away, first pass of the game, you know, he hits Roman Wilson for a long touchdown. Uh, his throw to Cornelius Johnson, I thought he I thought he held it too long. I thought he let Cornelius Johnson, he was he was too open already, uh, and I thought he's just too far away at that point. But nope, no problem. He, he can, The ball made up some ground on Johnson in the air, and he hits him for a 50-plus yard gain. Um I guess let's we'll we'll talk a little more McCarthy, but for for McNamara, Aaron wrote about this. I mean, is this is this it for him? Because you know, Jim says he's going to use guys that can help the team win, but there's only one a need for one quarterback out there, and you can see why McCarthy came in at times last year because he is a change of pace with his running. I've never heard of a let's bring in a guy who's like a game manager type, like just not quite as good as some of the other, like unless you're a runner, right? That's where you bring in special packages. I don't see the K, what the Cade McNamara special package is. I think he's incredibly useful on the roster. Should, uh, you know, McCarthy suffer any sort of injury, whether it's minor, you know, for a series or two or, or more, whatever. Um, and as a potential leader, but um, I don't see him getting meaningful snaps otherwise for Michigan going forward. No, you nailed it. I don't think there's much of a role for Cade just from a, uh, from making you know making serious ground here. I mean, like you said, he's the leader type quarterback. Uh, he, he doesn't do anything great, so I, I think it would, barring an injury to JJ or him struggling and you know maybe uh, you know getting his his bell rattled in terms of just confidence and then needing yeah. a kind of change of pace. I don't see a role for Kate McNamara going forward. 
as a quarterback on the field. But like you said, he, he does have the backing of his teammates. He was voted captain by them. He's considered a leader and everything else. Um, you know, the, the, and I wrote this, you know, the JJ McCarthy era has begun. Cade, the Cade era is essentially over assuming, you know, there's no injury or catastrophic thing that goes on here. Um, so you wonder about his future. Cade does have, I think a couple, two more years of eligibility, uh, because he did play in the COVID year and he, he already redshirted. So he's got some time, uh, to make his decision here. He did graduate from Michigan, uh, this past spring. Uh, so his options are open, you know, and, and you know, I asked, I did ask Jim, you know, after the game Saturday, what his message to Kate was given everything that's gone down and the year that Kate had last year and the fact that he was named a captain, you know, and Jim basically said it's, it's a bit, you know, this is essentially a business, you know, he, he had to come up with the best quarterback. He gave them both opportunities and he felt like JJ, you know, made the most of it. And I think the most illuminating part of his comments Saturday night or early Sunday morning was that he had kind of seen this coming from JJ in the final week of camp. He really saw JJ make that next level. And there was a, their, their final scrimmage, um, the, the Saturday before the opener in the big house. And I think that's where they saw JJ kind of blossom and kind of turn into that quarterback. I think everyone, the, the staff and the players expected. I think that's kind of what set the, the, the keys in motion there of, of, of setting that competition, the quarterback competition where each would get a start. Uh, it was obviously an opportunity to give Kate an opp- you know, opportunity to redeem himself and show that he could be the elite player. But we, we saw the first two games. We saw who the better quarterback was. And and Jim, you know, to 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 no, you know, disdain or no no blame. I think he made the right call. This is the quarterback who I mean, he was a he was a starting quarterback for the Michigan team last year that that went to Wisconsin and won. Uh, you know, that that had a great offensive showing at Michigan State, that went to Penn State and won. Uh, that put 42 on Ohio State in a victory and then put 42 on Iowa to win the Big Ten championship, uh, get to the college football playoff. He was a starting quarterback for all of that. And I've said he, he didn't single-handedly win those games for him, but it is it is wild that now, um, you know, two games later, he's now been, he's been replaced. Jim was asked this at the game Saturday, uh, and it's really similar to his time as head coach in San Francisco in 2012. When he had Alex Smith as a starting quarterback, they were successful. They had gotten the NFC title game the year before. They lost, and they, they come back in 2012, start the year 6-2. and two. Smith goes down to a concussion. They throw in the backup, Colin Kaepernick, and Kaepernick kept the job, and he was the quarterback after that. And there was a quarterback controversy at that point. You know, Jim faced some criticism for, you know, going away from Alex. Uh, but it's it, in a way, it's a very similar, obviously different, different, um, you know, levels of, of the game, but a very similar situation. And it goes to show that Jim isn't afraid of, you know, quote unquote, ditching the old, you know, the the guy that kind of brought him to the dance. He's always looking for the better quarterback. And it's something he preaches year in and year out. He wants competition. He wants to find the best quarterback available to him. And up until this point in this year, they, you know, every time you would go back at a quarterback competition, you had two, either had two quarterbacks. You either had one guy who showed who was the clear front runner. There, there really was no competition, or there, when there was a competition in sixteen and seventeen, you, you got the sense that there wasn't an elite quarterback in the room. That Jim kind of had to settle for someone. Mm-hmm. This situation, he felt genuinely different, and, and and there was proof to the pudding there. Like you mentioned, Cade's resume, what he did last year, the leadership qualities he had, and then you've had to, you got this other guy, the, the young you know sophomore five star recruit who has this rocket arm and ability to move the football and move. Um, he, he generally felt like he was in a good situation this year, and he has said as much. And you know, it was a decision he had to make. Uh, he he felt like he went with the the right guy, the better the better player, and we'll, we'll see how it works out.
It is. It is funny because I wonder how many teams in the Big Ten right now would love Cade McNamara as their starting quarterback because we've some seen some poor play in uh, in the conference from from quarterbacks. But uh, I want to ask you guys, what do you think the percentage is that Cade is on the roster um, the first day after the regular season ends? Uh well, the way you posed it, probably pretty <laughs> like, or good. Tra- like for like tra- tra- like do you, do you think there's a chance he hits the portal before the end of the year? Uh, there probably is a chance just because he's probably frustrated and, you know, no one likes to lose their job. And obviously nowadays when when you lose, especially quarterbacks, we've seen this around the country when guys lose their jobs, the first inclination is to hit the portal. But I I think Cade will probably stick it out for the rest of the year, given the fact that he was named captain. I think it would look bad if he was to leave early. Now, do I think he eventually hits the portal? Yes. It'll probably be after the season or maybe the regular season between the bowl game, maybe even after the bowl game. Um, but yeah, if, if he doesn't get the starting job back and again, there's no reason to suggest he will at this point. Um, it would not surprise me if, if he ends up transferring next year and, and I, I, I don't blame him. I mean, if I was in his shoes and I see what, I see what went down, knowing what you accomplished last year, he's got a degree from the university of Michigan. I mean, wouldn't you want to try your, try and go play somewhere else where you can't actually play and potentially get, you know. Uh, have another opportunity you know I'm assuming his goal is to play in the NFL one day I'm not saying he will or he has the ability to um, but if, if you're going to do that I think you'd probably want to play somewhere else where you can actually get on the field and, and get some reps does Michigan have Iowa on the schedule next year I, I don't think I don't know but Iowa's one of the many I mean to answer your question earlier how many big 10 teams would take them most all of them <laughs> I mean not Ohio State um, you know probably not Minnesota Maybe not Penn State. No, they're in a, in a weird situation, I guess, if we're talking about going forward or just for this year. Um, you know, maybe not Minnesota, but probably or Purdue. But sure, yeah. everyone else, everyone else. Well, uh, not only in the Big Ten, but you can but go yeah, across beyond, the country. Of course. AAC, ACC, Sunbelt. I mean, K would be welcome with open arms in, in most most situations that, that need and or want a a leader and a starting quarterback because he has he has all the skills. I mean, he can... He's got it. He can throw the ball. And I think that's the most baffling thing about this whole situation, the way this has played out with Cade. Because if you recall, when he first came in and kind of won the job back in 2020, yes, it was a different year and they weren't playing very well. But he was very, very much a kind of he acted as that mobile guy. He got in, he got he got, mm-hmm. if you remember, especially the game against Wisconsin, he got there, he was throwing the ball over the field. He was getting out of the pocket, doing whatever he, whatever he wanted. And as time has gone on, that's kind of been more managed. And I don't know if that's his his decision or that's more of Michigan's offense limiting what he can do. And I'm not saying he's not J, he's JJ McCarthy because he's not just from a talent wise. And that's not a knock on Cade. There aren't many folks like JJ, but I, I think he's been more managed the last year or so. And you, you see that with the, the fewer balls thrown down the field, um, the more check downs, the more horizontal game as opposed to the vertical game. He doesn't use his legs as much. Now he's not fast, but I, I think some of that is there. Um, and if another team were to give him the opportunity, I think he could he could show some of that. I mean, do you think he got a raw deal? What happened? Or do you side with Jim Marbaugh's comments? This is sports. This is football. This is something that happens where you do nothing wrong and do everything ass of you. You do it at a high level, but someone else does it even better. Raw deal? Probably not. Because I, I have to. When you ask that, I have to put myself myself in the shoes of Jim. You're the mm-hmm. coach. You're the manager. You're you want your his end goal is to win football games, yep. is to win games for Michigan and be successful. So to do that, you've got to put the best players on the field. And unfortunately, or in this situation, at least the quarterback, you can, there's only like you said there. We've said this before. You can only <laughs> put one guy in the field. You can't play both. I mean, you can, but it just it wouldn't make a ton of sense. 
So no, I don't think it was a raw deal. I think it was, it's an unfortunate situation for Kate. I think you have to, yeah. as a, if you're a Michigan fan, you're someone who follows the program, you have to feel bad for the guy. Uh, because like you said, he did everything that was asked of him. He was successful doing it. He got Michigan to new heights, something folks have been begging for for years under Jim Harbaugh. I mean, remember going after 2020, how many folks were down on Jim Harbaugh? Some of the fans wanted him gone. They said he couldn't get over the hump. He couldn't develop a quarterback. Well, along comes Cade McNamara, this guy who I think flew under the radar. Most folks didn't even think about. I mean, he was third in the depth chart going into the 2020 season. And he he delivers the goods. Now, obviously, it wasn't just him. They had a strong running game. They had a really good offensive line. They had a really good def- players on defense. So it was just more than just him. But we talk about all the time. The quarterback is the leader. He's the manager. He's the he's the guy that often gets the credit or the blame for when things go wrong. And he he managed all that. He dealt with all that. And he got Michigan to new heights. So it, it's an unfortunate situation. Um, you know, you feel bad for him. But it, oftentimes, or not often, but rarely do you see a situation here where you you have an incumbent who was successful on the field got all that, that stuff done, and you've got a better, more elite quarterback at your disposal. I mean, I, if I, I don't blame Jim Harbaugh. He went the right way. I probably would have done the same thing. Um, but you, you can't help but feel bad for Cade. Yeah, he certainly doesn't deserve to be booed like he was a little oh bit on gosh. Saturday. That was just, I mean, oh, You're man. booing the guy when he comes into the game. There were some <laughs> of those. And I we sh- maybe shouldn't even give voice to these people. Uh, but then, yeah, after you know he, he turned it over and coming off the field or after three and out, and it's like, it just doesn't make any sense, you know. Cheer, 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 McCarthy. I mean, that's fine, and, but like, you just you don't even want him on the team. I, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand the thought process of, of that. It's not like Harbaugh has clung to him in any way. He he has been as fair as could possibly be with this race. He's given McCarthy the time, and now he's named him the starter. Um, maybe those people are you know thought he should have been last year too. But I, I mean, I. I stand by that that the, the the results of the season prove that to be not true. Uh, I do not think Michigan is a Big Ten champs with McCarthy as a quarterback as a true freshman last year. So uh, it's notable to mention too the, the booze on Saturday night. A couple of them came after Cade got sacked, and to his defense, Michigan's pass protection the last couple of weeks hasn't been exactly that strong. Uh, he didn't have a lot of time to react yesterday. Uh, so I, I wouldn't put the necessarily the sacks on him, and that's when some of the boos were coming. And obviously the interception was, I think, the, the big thing, and that was that was on him. It was a poorly thrown ball, underthrown ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't get it sometimes. Folks like to criticize some of these guys, and you got to remember they are, in, in a lot of cases, teenagers, or early twenties. These guys aren't professional players, at least not yet. Right. Um, but even if they were, even if they were in this case, even if this was an NF, this was the Detroit Lions, and this was the like quarterback situation, I don't understand what you would be booing about. Like it, it, yeah, maybe it'd be more they could take it, but it still wouldn't make any more sense to me. No, very, it, it, very it strange. Um, so yeah, Michigan wins. Uh, you know, fifty-six to ten. And now a Connecticut team that's one and two that just got walloped by Syracuse that is starting a true freshman quarterback because it's quarterback who transferred in from Indiana who looked pretty poor when he had to come in uh, and, and play for Penn State in the Big Ten um, got hurt uh, towards ACL in in the first quarter of the first game. Um, yeah, that that's the situation that UConn is in. Just a program that um, you know has just hasn't won more than three games and. Uh, the six or seven years. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm expecting it's another. The point spreads out already, Aaron. I think I saw yeah, it, it's very similar. It opened 46 up to 47, 48, depending on what what book you look at. So, 
Yeah, the odds makers are expecting another, basically a carbon copy of what we just saw against Hawaii. And, and like, as you just laid out, very similar first year head coach, struggling team. Their one win is against an FCS school. Uh, I would expect what you saw Saturday night in terms of rotations and players getting in and, you know, going in and out and multiple guys being used, walk ons being used at the end. You're going to see a very similar situation. Michigan should roll to another victory and they'll be, uh, this time next week, they'll be 3 0. I mean, do sports sports folks really think that UConn's better than Hawaii? Uh, well, by a, they opened it by a point less. So they think yeah, maybe I mean, a, I a think point they are, better, but uh, yeah, I I think they are. But yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's just I I see you know you saw Notre Dame, Ohio State, and then Alabama, Texas, and you know it's just Pitt, Tennessee. It's just uh, I'm jealous, I'm jealous because we haven't had that. Um, you know, with Michigan in a little little while now, we won't next year. Like I said, as these, these super conferences can't come soon enough when they're pretty much only playing each other. And you know what Aaron called an exhibition game on Saturday actually maybe is an exhibition. Maybe that's what they do. They play one or two of those before the the real games. But uh, how awesome was that Texas Alabama game? Like that was just uh, you dream of covering stuff like that well there was a point a couple of years ago where michigan yeah. was playing high profile team mm-hmm. i mean remember 2017 they opened with florida um you know they were supposed to open with washington in 2020 they got axed because of covid next series got got screwed, screwed yeah, up texas so, and oklahoma are on the schedule going forward but who knows now that they're in the sec right. and things are changing if that will hold but again last night was supposed to be ucla but michigan uh backed out of that to secure the extra home game for next year. Uh, so th- that's what it all boils down to is that they, they need their at least seven home games every year. Uh, so we won't bemoan that any, any longer, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the big thing is coming out healthy from this game. Uh, let, let's, let's maybe close with that report as far as who did or didn't play in this game, who got hurt within the game and kind of what the status is going into the third game. Yeah. Ryan Hayes came back as we expected. He started, he played, um, looked fine. Trevor Keegan was injured. He came out of the game. I think it was the first or second quarter. Then he went back in. So I think all signs point to him being fine. Um, the Kyle green linebacker, he missed the opener due to injury. He did dress. On, on Saturday, but I don't believe he got into the game. Probably, again, precautionary. He'll probably be available for the, the Big Ten play, at least. Um, the one question mark is Donovan Edwards, I think. You know, he did exit the game at, at one point. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was asked about his status afterward. Didn't have much of an update. I don't think it's serious. I, I think you saw, what you saw last night or Saturday night was a nick or bruise or bump. They, the guys, you know, the coaching staff took players out just to not make it worse or not risk anything. Um, but it sounds like, you know, uh, all things sound okay. I guess we'll find out more Monday, but I don't think there's anything serious at this point. That's that's really the key out of this stretch. Oh, one, one more guy. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Perry, actually, deep reserve DB. He did have to be helped off the field after the game, or thir- third or fourth quarter, second half on, on Saturday. It looked like he was limping. I don't know how serious that is, but again, he's not a starter. It's a reserve situation. and. I actually think Michigan's got some depth in, this, in, in the in the backfield, so I think they're okay with you know should that be lengthy. But other than that, no, they're they're pretty good. Yeah, I mean if you're putting your goals for next week, that's that's number one and two and three uh, is, is just staying healthy before Big Ten play against the Maryland team that you know has proven that that'll be that'll be a real game. I mean that'll be a test if Michigan you know blows them out, then uh, they should be worthy of a top five ranking. I'm not saying they sh- they shouldn't be now, but it, you just don't know. You just don't know because there just has been 
so little uh, resistance from from their opponents to date. Uh, but we'll have full coverage of, of Jim Harbaugh's press conference uh, on Monday uh, and continued coverage throughout the week leading up to Saturday's home game against Connecticut on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.